Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original H-B-I-C, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's Ambitious Podcast, I have my first guest. Her name is Jen Bradford. She's my soul sister. She's one of my mentorship clients, and she's also Portuguese, which makes her extra, extra, extra especial. (laughs) (laughs) And she is my first guest on Since the Rona. Hi, Jen. Hi. So you guys know, like, my new thing now is we just sing 90s slow jams when we start. So, you know, the last couple podcasts, I've been just really breaking it down with some old 90s slow jams. So I have a slow jam for you today. And Jen's also going to participate in the song and dance. Oh, yeah. So this is from, who are we singing? Keith Sweat? Keith Sweat. This little Keith Sweat (laughs) for everybody out there in Ambitious Land. I want to tease you. I want to please you. I want to show you, baby, that I need you. Actually, we don't need you at all, because if you don't like what we say on the Ambitious Podcast, you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I put Jen up to this. I apologize. Jen is actually a nice Catholic girl. Yes, I never swear. She never swears, and she actually has angel wings. It's a big, fat fucking lie, let's be honest. (laughs) So the reason why I wanted to have Jen on as my first guest after the Rona Coaster was, first of all, Jen is the motherfucking epitome of ambitious. Oh. I mean that. Thank you. I mean that. Thank you. Um, I met Jen in 2020. It was the first summer after the Rona. Mm-hmm. And she came to my house actually for a spirit day. Yes. And I remember, well, you and your cousin came. Yes, me and my cousin. And I knew, I didn't, did I know you were Portuguese? No, but I How think as soon as out? we locked eyes, <laughs> we had the Portuguese like, yes. <laughs> I know you're Portuguese. Come over here. That's right. Oh, you said you're Portuguese because you listened to the podcast, yes. right? And I was like, oh my God, you're Portuguese too? <laughs> yes. And is it just me or like the, or the Portuguese people have like, the person could be the biggest piece of shit in the whole entire world. But if yeah. they're Portuguese, you're like, oh, my people. Yes, you found your people. And I'm literally, we were like hugging, but it was like COVID. So I was like, do I double kiss the cheeks oh, or I was I'm not sure what's I happening. I was here for yeah. it. I loved the double kiss. You know, I love a double kiss. Yes. And Jen came to my house for a spirit day. We had an incredible time. Oh, amazing. We sat next to each other at dinner. We did. Which was even more fun. That was so fun. And then we just fell in love. Yeah. So I said, who what I'd like to have on first, Jen Bradford. So oh. Jen is going to, we're going to go down deep. We're going to get dirty. We're going to get real. Jen is going to bring you on a magic carpet ride of yeah. all things <laughs> ambitious. We are going to talk about how she was a sad bitch and now she's a bad bitch. And I hope that this podcast inspires everybody out there in ambitious land to follow suit and to also go from a sad bitch to a bad bitch. So yes, Jen, I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So we met, we fell in love. Yes. And then obviously because we are working together now mm-hmm. in like a client coach relationship. Yep. 
we know a lot about each other and I know a lot about you. Yes, you do. But I want everyone out there in ambitious land to also know about you. So okay. can you give us like a little bit of backstory, like starting from the time that you were just an egg floating around in your mother's <laughs> womb? <laughs> okay. Let's go back like babies okay. and pacifiers, we're like going, Mariah Carey would way, say. Way, way back. Um, <laughs> let's see. So I... Um, Let's see. My mother had me and they were both um, like high school sweethearts. Oh my God, were they? Yeah, were high school sweethearts. Now, were they high school sweethearts when they were living in Portugal or were they here? No. So my parents came here from Portugal. They didn't really know each other in Portugal except for my mother's father who was like the postman. So he was super popular. He was a Correo. Yes. If he came to your house, it was like, oh my God. Stop it. Yeah. So... Um, everyone kind of knew my mom's family. What part of Portugal are you guys from? Um, so San Miguel. Oh, yeah. And then I think it's Lagoa. Okay. Please, dad, if you're listening to this, don't <laughs> be mad. He's like, what? Yeah. He's like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they were like sweethearts when they were 16. Um, but it was difficult for them because, you know, back then you weren't allowed to go anywhere without no. like a brother or sister in tow. Oh, I know. And it was like, situation. you know, under the thumb. Yes. Um, so when my parents were getting married... Um, unfortunately, my mother came down with leukemia. No. Yes. So like right before. How old was she? I think she was 19. Damn. Yeah. 19. Yeah. I know. So. um, See, this story is going to get so juicy though after this. Yeah, it is. is Because this is a leading up to a lot of things in my life. So So your parents are young. They meet each other. High school sweethearts. Your Mm -hmm. mom is 19 years old. Yeah. She comes, she gets leukemia. Yeah. Crazy in itself. Yep. To be that young. Yes. And then my dad is kind of sitting there like oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, I was just going to marry this woman. And, you know, back then they didn't really have all the medical interventions they have now. Um, So the doctors really did tell my dad, you know, you're young. You really should like set yourself free. Yes. They told my dad. Um, and he was like, I'm going to marry this woman. I love her. No matter what. <gasps> like, I it love doesn't your matter. Dad. What's yeah. your dad's name? John. Oh, João. João. Oh, João. We love you, yes. João. That not, is like not Joanna, João. No. They, <laughs> they call <laughs> Oh, my God. That's like the most. See, there are like good people in there, the world. There are good people. There are good men. One of them is my dad. See, one yeah. of them is Matt. And one of them is your husband. And one of them is my husband. So I'm lucky enough to have. Tell the bitches out there that there are good men. <laughs> there are good men. There are. You it, You know that song, One of the Good Ones? Yep. They're out there. They you just are. have to open yourself up to that. Yeah. And be not be able. blocking your blessings with like swiping left, swiping right. Uh, yeah. And having like casual titty pics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what? The, when did this happen? I don't know what kind of world I'm so glad in. that we're older and we I didn't am. grow up with this shit. And oh we actually God. had like a childhood where we had like an analog childhood where we went out and played. Yeah, we went out and played. You actually had to like call someone's house and ask for them. <gasps> like you couldn't hide behind things. Dude, my stepdaughter still literally, she's 24 years old. She's like, can you call to order pizza for me? I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Yes. They're like afraid oh my gosh. of the outside world. It's insane. And um, quickly, have you seen the reel with um, the AOL sound? Where they, yes. they just play the sound. The yes. kids are like, what is that? They don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. They don't know what they missed. <laughs> they don't know. What, what was your, I'm going to be so random yeah. today because I love you. Yeah. What was your AOL name? Do you remember? Um, It was like JL Silva. <laughs> JL Silva, 21, because that was like the soccer number I had. And I, of course, I played soccer. I was fortunate. You are such a greenhorn. I can't even handle right? you. Right? It was very like, and then your profile pic was very like descriptive of like, um, who you're with. Yes. Like there's secret messages Ooh. in there. Oh right? yeah. Like, oh Ooh. yeah. Do you want to know what mine was? Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> My AOL name was Cougar. 
62899 <laughs> at AOL.com. Oh my God. Because I used to have a cougar. Like oh a, I used to drive a cougar. Okay. Can you imagine if that was my screen name now? I'd no. just be some old lady trying to bang like young Yeah, dick. they would totally have you like on some watch list. <laughs> like, um, Seriously. we got to look into this lady here, oh cougar. Now we're, now, were you the first child? Are you the eldest? I'm the eldest child. And when did your mom have you? She was 24. What? Yeah, my mom was 24. You know what I was doing when I was 24? What? Blowing random guys in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I, having no kid. I, yeah, um, it was it was young, but I think back then most people had Everybody. their children Everybody. My, my mom was 24 when she yeah. had me. I'm like, and how? I was like, honestly, though, I was, well, we'll skip to that, but I was 25 when I had my first I didn't know that. Yes. So, oh my God, that's okay. Yeah, but I'll get Whew. to why I chose to have children. All right, yeah, go after. for it. Keep going. Yeah, so. I need this in my life. <laughs> Everyone out there in Bitches Land needs this in their life, too. But. So, okay. So they ended up getting married. My mom actually recovered from leukemia. It was a miracle. Seriously. Um, And then she had me. um, But I, you know, had these parents who just worked, 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 worked. 24-7. 24-7. They worked. Um, And the harder they worked, the more worth that they felt. Exactly. All their worth is from their work. Yes. And they were like- Do you think that that fucked you up a little bit? Oh, Oh my God. I'm still fighting those thoughts. Every day. Yeah. Because if I sit on the couch, all I can hear is, what are you doing? Why are you tired? What did you do today? Same. Yeah. You shouldn't be tired. We're the same human. It's so (laughs) scary. Every time I look at you, I'm like, I see myself in a mirror. It's weird. It is kind of creepy. But I'm the same way too. Like I can never sit down and my husband will be like, Katie, you know, like it's okay to rest. And I'm like, but I feel so fucking lazy. Yeah. But I realized because I, it was, I don't know if you watched the um, Instagram live that I did with Victoria. We were talking about like our, our, what we learned this year. No, I didn't see that one. And I was telling her that the one thing that I, the biggest thing that I learned in 2021 was that my self-worth does not depend on how much I do. Yes. That's such a hard pill to swallow. It is. Especially coming from an immigrant family. Yes. Like my mom and dad were born obviously in the United States, yeah. but my grandparents were Portuguese and yeah. my my dad's mom was from Nova Scotia. Wow. Like they had 12 kids in a one yeah. bedroom apartment, you know. Uh-huh. I had the whole story like you were telling me before we got on the podcast, yes. like my grandmother would be like I would take burlap bags and wrap them like around my shoes and that was my boots for winter. Yes. I'm like, "What?" Yeah. It's insane. Our kids like just they'll never know. They'll never know. They'll and- never know. Oh, yeah. I'm glad, though, now in retrospect, like looking at, you know, you're so aggravated when you're young to have these parents who are so controlling. Sorry Mm -hmm. if you're listening, Dad. Mm -hmm. But they are. And I think it's because they just this freedom in America, I think, can also cause kids to go haywire. So um, I think they were just always trying to like rein us in Mm -hmm. and be like, no, like. Don't go do that. Don't yes. go look over there. Yes. Like you don't want to do that. Hundred percent. You don't want to experience that. But you know what happened to all my Portuguese girlfriends growing up? The ones that their parents were like super Portuguese. Yeah. They all got like pregnant when they were like yeah. seventeen. Yeah. Because they like you were saying before, like they'd have to go to the movies with their older brother. Yes. They would have like it was. Cra- and then the boys in the Portuguese households, which yeah. is it's not just Portuguese. It's like very like Latin, Latina, yes. Yes. like European. European. Yeah. You know, like Absolutely. over here, like my Portuguese friends would be like. Oh my God, can you imagine they let so-and-so like go to the movies with her boyfriend and she's 16 years old, right? Like we'd be like, oh, that's scandalous. I know. And I think too, being the oldest, it's like they test everything out on you. Oh, yeah. And then you're like four years later, you know, your <laughs> sibling comes along and they're like, well, she was okay. So we'll let her do yeah, we whatever. Yeah, we screwed, man. Because I'm the eldest yeah, too. Yeah, so you know. 
Oh, I do. Get screwed out of I it do. all. I do. I do. All right. So keep going. Okay. Guys, by the way, this is like how I talk to my people because <laughs> we just jump around and I just love it. Yes. And if you too. don't love it, I don't give a fuck because it's the ambitious <laughs> podcast. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean, growing up, I mean, same, just high school, boys call in the house. Mm-hmm. My dad literally threatening to kill them when they called. And that was... Oh, and you were super Catholic growing up. Uh, yes. It was confusing growing up because, you know, we'd be in the Catholic church and everything would be like, don't do this. It's a sin. Don't think that's a sin. And so uh, my mother would tell me, don't stare in the uh, mirror too long. You'll see the devil. So I literally oh would my like, God, I heard this too. Girl, I would, <gasps> when I was remember Bloody name, Mary. Yes. I was <gasps> so afraid to be in the bathroom <laughs> like by myself. Don't even go to the bathroom at night. No, forget it. The, the devil, devil will coming. jump out yes, of the mirror. He will come. <laughs> so there's that part of my life. And then there was the part where um, you know, my grandmother would be like, could fix anything with um, her gold ring, yep. like if my eye hurt. Same. And then um, when I was in high school, I went through this really tough time. I was feeling really depressed. And she was like, this is nothing to do with you. Someone has an evil eye on you. Yep. I will fix this. And yes. again, I don't know what she was doing. Superstition. Yeah, right. The chicken probably cut the head off, yes. threw it over a fence, yes. probably looked at it from up top to make sure it was dead. Like, yes. I'm not sure. Yes. Um, so things like that. So it was a little confusing because mm-hmm. there was two sides. Right. When you grow up in the Catholic Church or as a Christian, and then there's this part of you from like, because we're European, right? Yeah. So there was that old folklore part. Yes. Like where, like, so my ancestral lineage, we were like the fitsetas of the village. Got you. So we were like the healers and we would go and make tea and read tea leaves. Yes, and, I love that. You know, that. my my great great grandmother was like a wet nurse where like she had some big old titties. Yeah. And she would feed <laughs> she would feed all the babies. Where are those wet nurses these days, Dude, by the way? <laughs> they have them, but they are they're whores and they sell all their milk oh my on like Lord. Did you ever see this? No. They make like a million dollars a day oh like my. selling their milk I and they've done that with my milk. I know. I don't have any milk, but you should have. Damn, man. We we always (laughs) miss the boat on that one. Oh, my God. But so that's how I grew up. And then when I started to become more spiritually awakened, I had a lot of pushback from a lot of people in my Mm -hmm. life. And we can talk about this, too, because I'm sure you've had the same thing where... I've had, you know, clients who are Catholic and Portuguese come yeah. to me and be like, you know, my family says what you're doing is the devil's work. Mm-hmm. My family says that I worship you. And like it says in the Bible, you cannot worship anyone but the Lord. And like, don't worship your ancestors. Don't have like an altar with your ancestors. Like, I've heard a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, I actually had a woman once email me and literally tell me I was Satan's lapdog because I would use energy healing to help people. And as you know, because this is what you do now, um, I have liberated help to liberate, right? Because I'm not really doing the work they're doing it. And I'm just like facilitating the energy. But I have helped so many people that have come to me and said, and I'm sure you hear this too, I have gone to a psychiatrist for 10 years, twice a week, every week for 10 years. And the one like energy healing session that you did with me, it was like more than 10 years combined of psychiatry. Uh, psychiatry. Yes. And listen, I'm not saying like if you need medicine because you have some kind of a chemical imbalance in your Absolutely. brain. I'm not saying like, you know, I'm going to put my hands on you and you're going to be but <laughs> Right, healed. I'm going to heal like every problem with you. Right. But yeah. And, and I want you guys, I want you to really tell everybody out there about the emotion code. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But like everyone has this gift and mm-hmm. everyone can use this gift. And we've been like so brainwashed yep. to think that what we're doing is against our beliefs religiously. Yes. And then it makes you, and I don't know if this it was your uh, experience growing up, but I remember I went to, 
um, confession. Oh, confession. Remember confession? It was the, oh, I hate it. The worst, dude, because like, you don't, first of all, if you're six years old or whatever, no, confession's like older, right? Yeah, like, you're I think like, it's like 10. Okay. Let's, you're 10 years old. Yeah. Do you even really do anything bad? No, but they make you feel like you're right. the worst human. And I don't know if you did this, but I would make shit up. Oh my like, god! I would make up lies to tell. So here I am confessing my sins, and I'm sinning by lying. Yeah, I'm I'm like committing You're, a venial sin. Yeah, to tell this like person a yeah. lot like something I didn't even do, just so I would have some fucking narrative oh to tell the priest. That's so funny. Did I, you ha- did you used to do the same thing? So mine were like the priest was probably like this girl because I'm just like I. I'm sorry, I stole cookies from my sister's lunchbox. Like, you know, stupid things that I literally thought that I was Was going to go to hell. Yeah, going to go to hell. My grandmother used to say, if you lie, you're going to get a black mark on your soul every time you lie. And then one day you'll have so many black marks that you'll just die and go to hell. (laughs) Terrifying. Terrifying. I was petrified. Oh my gosh. And I think a lot of my childhood, when I think of church, was just being terrified. Terrified. 24-7. 24-7. <laughs> I used to go to Catholic school and I had a nun. Her name was Sister Margreta. She's still alive. I have a picture of her up in my... Oh, I'll show you before okay. you leave my house today. It's like that bad. I was so petrified of her that I would literally make myself physically sick, like like gagging, oh. just thinking about her walking by my desk. Wow. You know, like because yes. they were like... But you know what's really crazy? This just came to me while we're talking. The last time I ever went to confession, I was probably like... 15, like right before you have your like for your confirmation. Oh, the confirmation, yep. And I hated that. That sucked because like this is such a waste of time, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I remember going to confess before my confirmation and the priest that was at my church, like, so I'm here confessing my sins to him. And he and he goes this to me, he goes, You're a dirty little whore, aren't you? Now, mind you, I was like a virgin. Oh my. Right? Like I was a, oh. the best kid. I wasn't wow. a skank yet. Yeah. I was like pre-skank Katie. Yeah. And he was like just a pedophile pervert that they probably shipped from like another right because like, we'll that's take, what they used to we'll do. Take any anybody, <laughs> we will take anybody. We don't care. Like especially you know we're both from Massachusetts. Yes. After the whole Father Porter thing. Oh my gosh. Right. Like they were probably just taking priests and just shipping them out where yep. other people like in the middle of fucking Wisconsin. Yeah. Like who knew? <laughs> who that, knows? That's the shit that really went on. It's so true. And I remember, and I'm having this like flashback. That was like the day that I was like, oh no. Yeah. I'm not doing this anymore with the church because this, it like was so jarring to me. Yeah. And if I really think about it, I think that's when I really started having like my first spiritual awakening. I just didn't know what it was. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you my confession story, which also <laughs> led to a little bit of an awakening. So my middle daughter was going to do her first communion. Yes. So we have to bring them to church and then they make the kids confess. Oh, yes. And they also are like, if any parents want to confess, there's somebody over there yep. to make your child feel. So of course my daughter's looking at me like, are you going to go? Right. If I have to go, you have to go. And you know this one. She's, <laughs> oh, I do yeah. know her. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know the last time I confess. So I walk over there and I literally sit down and he's like, well, what do you want to say? I was like, honestly, I just hate God. Stop. Girl. Why did you say that? I did. I it said, just came out of your I mouth? It just came out of my mouth. And Where I, do you think it came from? Uh, I think it came from- Were you just from, like so angry? I was so angry at that point in my life and so confused. Oh and I was God. like, I hate God for everything that's happened to me. But that was when I believed- I'm literally shitting a purple Twinkie right now. Yes. You it, have the biggest, hairiest Portuguese balls of anyone <laughs> I've ever met in my life. This was not a Portuguese priest, by the way. He was oh, very like- He's just a white boy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, oh good gracious. Know, he didn't know what to say. <laughs> 
Okay, mind you, all the other parents from the other kids. And I'm bawling because I just let it out. And it was almost like I let it out. And I was just like, I just hate God. Okay, for everything that's happened to me, how could he do this to and me? And how many people out there in that listen to this podcast have yeah. felt the exact same way oh. but never admitted it? Never to admitted a it to a priest in confession mm-hmm. at their daughter's first communion oh, practice. My okay, God. So I literally says said this. The priest doesn't know what to say. He's trying to like be like everyone. He was know, pooping in his. He pantaloons. was probably pooping in his pants. He's probably like, I was not expecting this today when I came here for a confession. This God. is some heavy shit. Um, but I, he was hitting the wine yeah. in the, ca- oh, in the tabernacle. Know he was like, I'll be right lit. back. <laughs> or he'll be like, do you want some wine? <laughs> yeah. You guys should have both got crunk at that point. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it was You're just, I was just really lost and I didn't know what to make of church. And here I am bringing my kids making them do the things I did yes. because they think you're supposed to do those things. Yes. And I'm sitting here like, God, why have you forsaken me? Yes. Like, right? Like yes. how we say these things. Now to backtrack you for a second, because obviously I know your story. Right around that time, well, well, a couple of years before that, your mom ended up passing away. Yes. My mother passed away. So um, my mother, who had leukemia yes. before she had me, um, then ended up getting diagnosed with breast cancer. And that was right around age 45. So she was 45 when she was diagnosed. Yes. And when did she pass? She was 49. 49. That's right. 49. So that- Tell, tell them how, tell everybody <laughs> oh how gosh. she told you. Yeah. Like this is, by the way, I'm just going to preface this. Like this is how we fucking roll. Like Portuguese people, yeah. this is how we roll. Oh yeah. This and this is, is why we have severe, <laughs> severe trauma that we're going to get into. Yes. <laughs> but when she told me this, cause we were having like a little pre-podcast convo, I was like dying inside. Like, oh my God. But at the same time, it doesn't even- make yeah. me feel any sort of way because yeah. I kind of grew you up totally very similar. why yeah. and how this would happen. Totally. Um, okay. So I, it was the 4th of July weekend. Uh, we had just gone out to an amazing breakfast. Me, my mom, my dad, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, my sister. So you had no kids? No, no kids. This was before we, Yep. I would think I was maybe 19. Um, so we're driving home, me, my sister, and my boyfriend, husband um, at the time. And we were like rocking out, like having fun. It was beautiful, sunny, we get home and then my sister goes in first and she's like, come inside. Something's going on. So I walk in and we have this big slider and my mom and dad were like way in the backyard, like behind a tree okay. almost. And all I could see was my dad like on his knees what? crying. And my sister's like, what is happening? So I, I'm getting the chills now. Just oh, talking me about too. It. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So then... You can see them like pulling themselves together. And now I'm, we're thinking a, a thousand things, right? I'm like, um, and if me, I'm like, did someone lose their job? Right. Do we need to lo- move? Like, these are what I'm thinking. <laughs> of course. Like, cause I'm 19. So they walk in and my dad, I can, I'm like, what is going on? Disheveled. Disheveled and waiting. Cause I'm like, are you going to tell us? So then finally my mom was like, you know, I just had to tell your father. I just want to let you know I was diagnosed with breast cancer very nonchalant, like just nonchalant. And we're just sitting there like, okay. Holy fuck. And she's like, um, I've known for a little while. And the only person who knew was the cleaning lady. I'm full. I'm, you guys can't see me right now, but I'm having a full on grand mal seizure. Yeah. Who does? What? The she, cleaning lady. The cleaning lady knew for like months. But she's like, don't you dare tell my daughters when they come home. Oh, and she's cleaning. And Portuguese this poor guilt. cleaning, she's also Portuguese. Can you imagine the Portuguese lady? Yeah, like, por- I'm Yeah, exactly. She's probably like, and I'm like, how is this happening? So 
she tells us, and then my aunt and uncle were coming with my cousins, and we were all going to go swimming at my neighbor's beautiful pool. Yeah. So they show up. Now we're all crying. They have no idea because she didn't tell. you're going to have a barbecue. We're going to have a barbecue. So a they shindic. come in. Yep. And <laughs> w- my mom then proceeds to tell them. Now we're all crying, hysterical, trying to process. And she's like, but you know what? I'm going to beat this. I'm cool. So let's go swimming. And we literally God bless her. pack up our stuff, go to the neighbor's house. Whoa. And we're, I'm swimming. I'm nauseous just thinking yeah, of it. Yeah, swimming, thinking about what just happened. Jesus. What is happening to me? Does my, did my mom just tell me that? Is she mm-hmm. have cancer? Um, so that's how Talk we dealt with trauma. it. Talk about trauma. That's how Talk. we dealt with it. And do you feel like that's how your family dealt with things like their whole, like your whole entire upbringing? Oh, absolutely. So like, give me some examples. Um, let me think. Okay. So if there was ever a problem with me or I was complaining about something, it was actually never me. It was always someone else or something else like, Mm. Oh no, no, it's not you. It's not you. Or if I was ever talking to them about something, it was just always thrown off. Like we never actually got to the root cause of Mm. anything because we were always throwing it at something else. And think of how many, cause you know, my last podcast was about ancestral wounds. I know you haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet. It's on my, um, but think of how long this has been going on in your family. Think of how long that this has been going on in my family. And you know, what's so dope. I just want to throw this out there. We are the the best things that ever happened to our lineage because we're the ones that are like, we're fucking healing this. Oh, absolutely. So that we can heal. Like by you healing, yeah, you're healing your mom who's no longer with us. Absolutely, you know, and like seven generations, yes, and seven generations, yes, right, yes. Like we're pre- we are pretty fucking awesome. I know, and when you really this think work about is hard. that, it is hard. And I think to to not let it overburden you a little bit with thinking like, wow, look at all this work I have to do yes. to undo all this stuff that's yes. happened to my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I look at you know my children and I don't want this for them. No. I want them to have a healthy relationship exactly. to issues. Right. Like, I want them to be able to deal with things in a healthy way yeah. and not avoid them yes. at any cost, which right. was basically what we did. <laughs> well, same. And like with all my trauma from my childhood, like I like, you know, drank it away. Mm-hmm. I like hooked up with just like any guy that's like, love me, tell me I'm beautiful. Love me. Yes. Like, cause I just didn't have that love when I was younger. Cause yeah. my dad had alcoholism mm-hmm. and he did his best. And my mom was trying to deal with what she was trying to deal with. And like, yes. now that I'm going to be 41, I look at my parents and I'm just like, damn, they were fucking badass because they were just doing the best that oh they could do gosh. with what they had. Yes. Like, there was no fucking, you know, Super Soul Sunday. There was no podcast. No. You couldn't talk about your fucking feelings. Could you imagine us talking about ancestral lineage wounding with our parents growing no. up in the 80s? No, they would be like, they'd be like, nuts. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Honestly, Go watch Pee Wee Herman. I'll tell you, probably like the biggest inspiration from my dad was like Hulk Hogan. Like, you know what oh I mean? Oh my Which God, I'm is, done with you. Yeah, no, really. Yes. Like he, I think that like watching wrestling and seeing those because yeah. he was obsessed with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but The yeah, Portuguese, I, they're like, I like the Superman. I like the Superman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So I do, I have compassion for them. And I do too. When now being where I'm at um, and having my own children, I'm like, oh yeah, I do feel like sometimes I could just like 
blow up on them yeah. because they do. They drive you insane. Of course they do. They're kids. That's, and what the, they're do- that's what they do. Yeah. In the moments where you like work your butt off for mm-hmm. everything to give them everything they want and they come back, they ask you something and you don't have the perfect answer and Please. they're like, well, you just don't know anything. So forget it. You're like, bitch, I know everything. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is that is that what's happening <laughs> But here? didn't you feel like that with your own parents when oh, you were yes, growing up? Like of these course. people are di- dinglings. But I had to work on my own temper so that I didn't That's right. kill my own children. Right. But you know, right. it's, it's I don't know about you, but I got my ass beat when oh, I was a kid. Oh, ass beat. I mean, like, if you ask my mother, hi, mom. If you ask my mother, she was like, I never hit you. <laughs> but then, listen to this. She gives me a shirt one Christmas that says, Wooden Spoon Survivor. Oh, my God. And you're like, hello. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You're giving me a fucking shirt that says, Wooden Spoon Survivor. Oh but you're goodness. also in the same breath being like, I don't know who hit you because yeah. it wasn't me. There was one time I remember my mother just straight up slapped me across the oh. face. But girl, I deserved it when I oh, look back. I'm not saying I didn't yeah. deserve it. But like, you know, you look at what you do with your yes. children. You would, could you imagine like, no, you want to hear a fucking good one? This is Let's so hear. Portuguese. <laughs> I want it. One yes. time my mom was cleaning rotten potatoes out of her potato bin. Oh, like, you know, like one or two got yeah. rotten on the bottom. Yeah. Have you ever smelled what a fucking rotten yeah, potato smells like? It's gross. It's like, you fart in a yeah. jar, then you vomit in it, and then you pick belly button yeah. lint out and then like light a booger on fire and throw it in there, okay? And I remember I was like melting off to my mom because I probably wanted to like go do something that she yep. was like, no. And I was just like, me, 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 me. And I remember she was washing this bin with a hot face cloth, like a hot, wet Portuguese rag. Oh, you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I know exactly the what thin you're talking ass about. Yes, rag. Ha- Panige. Yes, Panige. Yeah. <laughs> and she just looked at me, she goes, Katie, Say it again. Say it again. And I was like, and I said it again. And she took the rag, hot, full of rotten potato juice, and she fucking slapped me across the face oh. with it. Dude, it knocked, almost like knocked my head off my shoulders. <laughs> and I remember like the whole, like, th- like three days after that, I could just smell the rotten oh, potato God. juice like, like inside nose, of my nose. It's like singed into your like nose hair. Yeah, it's like oh a dirty Sanchez. God. You know what a dirty Sanchez oh is? Yeah, so gross. I used so to gross. do those to my sister oh when my I was God. a little kid. Like what she'd be an asshole. I'd stick my finger up my butt and I would just give her a little that's mustache. So, so she'd wake up with a poop so under her nose. Katie's okay. <laughs> but I could totally see you doing But dude, that. seriously, can you imagine yeah. getting can you imagine hitting your child with a hot, wet, juicy no. potato rag? No. DSS no. would be at your house, bitch. They would be like taken off to the oh freaking orphanage or wherever they put the kids nowadays. There I don't is, even know. There is one story. Dad, if you're listening to this, I love you. And I understand because um my kids have said this to me before too. It took everything in me not to do what you did, but I was probably like seven or eight and I was just had it with them. They wouldn't, whatever I wanted, I wasn't getting. And I literally said that I wish I lived anywhere else but with them. And this man went. You don't say that to a Portuguese person. Yeah, he literally got me a suitcase. Shush. Yep. Got the suitcase, brought it to me, was like, you know, pack your stuff, you're out. And I'm like seven or eight. The trauma, the trauma, and I. Did you ever run away though? No. Oh, bitch! I ran away every week. Are (laughs) you kidding me? I was too afraid. I probably would have ran to my babysitter's house, who was also Portuguese, who lives in our neighborhood. But (laughs) (laughs) do you know that I had a red suitcase that said "Going to Grandma's House" and had this little girl with her dog with her suitcase on the like the thing. Like it looked like almost like strawberry shortcake. Oh my gosh! And my mom would be like mean to me. She wouldn't give me what I wanted, so I would like put all of like. I would put like patent leather shoes in my suitcase. Oh my like, god! Remember those fur muffs that yes. you used to put your hands oh in that god. like had the yes. hat to match? Yes, yes. I would put that in my suitcase. Like it was the middle of summer, right? Bitch, I don't know if I was going to Antarctica. Yeah, you're like, I don't know where I'm going, but I need all of this. I need all this, <laughs> and I was like six, and then I would put like 
pudding cups and snack packs and like fucking juicy juices and oh shit. Gosh. Like, um, what are those ones? Capri that, Sun. Yes, yes. The watermelon one. Yes. And I would fill my suitcase and then I would walk down the street and I would sit on this rock because I thought that that was like right, running, away. running away. And then I would eat all my shit because I was a fat little Portuguese. <laughs> and then when I was ran out of food, I would just go back and my mom was like, are we done? And I'm like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Like every week I'd run away. Wow. God, you were I love like that such a mom, good kid. I know. I never actually ran away. <laughs> I, I honestly probably because I was so afraid of everything back then that I would I wasn't so afraid I was just like hungry all the time so oh. I was like where am I gonna get fed yeah true. I'm a porker like true I need story. to get, where am I gonna get my oh, fucking my pop sandwich talking about getting fed I just remember being in high school I have a friend come over and they'd be like what the heck is your mom cooking oh yeah and it was like a gourmet meal yes on a Tuesday yes every five, day yeah like at five o'clock I'm like what your mom doesn't cook like a full goat Mozambique oh like, like a full like a full, yeah. like a full pan of cabrit yeah and their like mouth is watering like we're at a Portuguese restaurant mm-hmm. and they're like oh my god I know all my right? friends were the same too they were like I got a hungry man for dinner and like yeah. you get all this yeah, you know exactly. so oh my god that's amazing. probably why we had weight problems when we were kids Girl, so much weight problems <laughs> so much trauma so much trauma when it comes <laughs> to that I don't even want to talk about that I can't even handle you so what do you think in your opinion was like out of all the stuff that you've gone through so like let's recap so mm-hmm. the way that your parents grew up definitely mm-hmm impacted your life yes your mom dies from cancer yep you have a child like how well you had your yeah, first kid how I had long my first after kid i got pregnant actually like three or four months after my Damn. mom passed yeah and you have three kids by the way i have three yes mm-hmm. so this is my first um and man that was tough because as excited as i was to have a baby all of the um thoughts that came in yeah. of my mom's not here how am i gonna do this yes. second guessing myself really um like what I would call self-abuse, yeah. like really not believing in myself. I almost lost. Um, that really triggered a lot in me. And then I I had him and there's so many things also when I had him that I literally remember to this day, this poor child. So I, I had my son, I bring him home from the hospital and I was pumping then because I was like, I'm going to do this. Yes. I can do it. And I remember at the hospital, I was I was giving him like, I think they were calling it like 10 mms or 10 yes. ml. Okay. Literally nothing. Literally nothing. So I get home and I just, I'm pumping all this milk, but I'm still continuing to give him this, this much Stop. because nobody told me. <gasps> so I brought him to he the- He had like failure to thrive. Well, I bring him to the pediatrician. He's like underweight yeah. times like a mal- million. He's like, this baby's starving. And I was like, what do you mean? I feed him all the time. The 10 M like, no, you need to feed them all the milk. Dude, no one teaches no one us any me. of this. Who I teaches went- us these things? Nobody. Dude, who talked who talked to you about sex growing up? Oh, uh, the only thing I ever heard was don't get pregnant. <gasps> that was it. I never heard anything about that. I, I didn't even know what my period was. I, I did know about that. Oh, you God. Girl. Right? But only because my mother told me no one ever told her. Oh, so that's why. And that's why. She was traumatized from that. I just got the Judy Bloom book. Oh, God. Remember no. the Margaret book? Yeah. Do you remember that book? I do, but it's like, dear God. I'm bleeding again. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? Yeah, what do you mean? Like, she was like, I thought I was dying. Just no one even warned me that was going to happen. Bro, you were literally, no offense, li- Liam, I'm so sorry, but yeah. your mama was starving you because we didn't know. And now when he eats, like, it's a thing. It's you a thing. traumatized he, him. No, I know. Whoa. I know. It's true. I'm working on that one with the I'm codes. Like, have, you co- have you emotionally coded have him coded from his him. lack of milk? But... <laughs> Ever since he was a baby, he just shoves and shoves and shoves and shoves. O-M-G. Yeah. What? But no one told me. And I left that so defeated. Hysterical. So then three months later. You are being so vulnerable. Thank you. I know. Three months later. this is going to help everybody. Yes. I 
literally thought I was dying after having him. I was feeling so off. I'm like, what the heck? Go to the doctors. And now I'm like, I probably have cancer. Who knows? Uh, this is what you think. This is what I think. Mm-hmm. And this is what I thought all the time after mm-hmm. my mom got it. Like, I'm going to die from breast cancer. That yep. is my future. Um, so I go to the doctors. They run all these tests. They call me. My son's three and a half months mm-hmm. old. He's like on this bouncer on the counter. And they're like, oh, Mrs. Bradford, you know, everything's okay. There's no issues. And I was like, impossible. And they're like, but congratulations, you're pregnant. <laughs> Shush. No. Yes. Again. Again. I'm done with you. One time. Stop it. One time. The one time, like the after the baby that time. your husband's like, please, yes. can I just please? The one time. <gasps> and I'm like. You are a fertile myrtle. Girl, I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and I literally said to them, I just had a baby. So it probably is saying that because I just had a baby. So there's oh, no way. I still God. had tests from when I, you know, had Liam go yep. upstairs. My husband's getting shit at the grocery store. Stop. I'm peeing on like 500 sticks. They're all coming back positive. He comes in. And I'm hysterical. And he's like, what's the matter? Oh, my God. I'm like, the doctor called. So now he's thinking I do have cancer because I'm crying, right? right? And he's like, oh, my God. And you were feeling so off. So off. You're preggy. Yeah. And he's like, what is it? And I'm like, I'm I'm fine. And he's like, then why the heck are you crying? I was like, because I'm pregnant. And then he literally was like, so, Bill, thank you so much for being my cheerleader. Your husband is the bomb diggity. He literally was like, okay, okay, you're not dying. This is great. This is good news. And I was like, okay. And then I really lost it after that. Oh my! And then how how long did you have your other, your last? Um, I waited. Yeah, I waited. I was like, like, girl. Yeah, I waited for that one. And then I was thirty, so I had my son when I was twenty five, Madison twenty six, mm-hmm. and then I waited until thirty. And then we were like, you know, I'm thirty. Let's just try this. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. I no want to be. Yeah, no big deal. And that's also a crazy story. So I thought I was. Again, this was one time when yeah. we were like deciding, like, yeah. let's just try. Um, comes back negative, um, even though I was late and fine. So then literally two weeks later, I got like little little period, we'll call it. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is going on? I still don't feel right. So I was going to call the doctors. Yeah. And I'm like, they're going to ask me if there's any way I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Might as well take the stupid test so mm-hmm. I can say no. Take the test. Positive. Stop. After I had already told him I was negative. Oh my God. And at that point, we were like, what are we doing? We're so stupid. Why would we even do this? <laughs> then I have to go back and be like, oh, remember when I told you I was negative like three weeks ago? Yes. I'm actually positive. What? Yeah. And how old are you now? I am 36. Oh my gosh. This it feel, Does it feel like a million years ago, but yeah, yesterday? That, me then is just, I don't even know who that is. Oh, we're going to talk about her yeah. in a second. Yeah, I don't know who she is. Anymore. Okay, so <laughs> we, we know who she was. Yeah. I know who she was. Yeah. But who was she? Who was oh. Jen before Ambitious? Jen before Ambitious <laughs> was just, I'm going to call her lost, okay? Ooh, yeah, she I was like lost. Um, and I'm going to my emotions. Um, I was trying to make sense of, anything like in my life. And I couldn't, I just couldn't. Here I am. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm healthy. I have these children. Yes. My mom died, but I'm doing okay. I have a loving husband. I'm working, um, I'm working like all these positive things, but something was missing. I, I couldn't figure out what it was, mm-hmm. but I just, the light wasn't really there in my yep. life. And I contemplated a lot and thinking, okay, if I'm here for this like lifetime, is this it? I was just going to say, like, because <laughs> like, a lot of people come to me and they say to me, like, I'm at this place in my life where I'm like, if this is all that there is, yeah. like, this sucks. Yeah. And I'm just and like, I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. Yes. And so this hit me hard when COVID happened. Oh, 
I think it hit right? everybody, everybody hard. hard. Because when did you start like getting into the whole ambitious oh, movement? Oh, you you hit me at the right time, girl. Okay, and tell was... me what who who brought you in. Oh, so this is what brought we me call in. this here, kitty kitty. Yes, here, kitty kitty. You brought me in, or I God did? did, because I was randomly one day scrolling through Facebook. Okay. This was when you were on it. And all of a sudden, it popped up that you were doing a sound healing. Oh, my gosh. And you were like upstairs with the furry blanket. Yes, yes. yes. So I was like, what is this? I knew about sound healing, yeah. but I never like had someone like come on and say they were going to do it. So yes. I was like, I opened the door. I was like, kids, don't bother me. And like. Stop it. Yeah, no, for real, because I was home with them. Now, <laughs> were we friends on Facebook? No, I didn't even follow you. It just what? literally scrolled. It's so like so, someone must have shared it or yeah, something. Yeah, something. You know how like something, you might like this. Yes. Or, you know what I mean? That <gasps> popped up. It was like that. See, this is when I like the algorithms yeah. of social media and yeah. not the, when they you right. know, now, censor when the fucking shit you, out of you. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, wow. So you watched the sound healing. I heard, and I felt. Did your nipples get hard? Yes. <laughs> and, yes. I was just like, wow, who is this person? And I, I don't know. There was something about your voice. And when I was like listening to you talk, I was mm-hmm. like, I need more. So did then, you know I was a mass hole? Like, no, from Massachusetts? I didn't know any of that. I was just some random bitch on your Facebook. Yes. I didn't know where you lived. <laughs> oh I knew God. nothing. So then I was like, what else does she do? I realized you had a podcast. Okay. So I go to listen to the podcast and I'm, I like to scroll podcasts. Me and too. Just like, what's the best one? Me too. My favorite. Are you living in uh, faith or fear? Are you serving faith or fear? So that Florence was one. Shin, yes. Honey. yes. I was like, mm, this one's calling to me. Yes. I play that and my mind was blown. blown. And mm-hmm. I was like, where has this woman been my whole life? This is my girl. How crazy. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. So from that moment on. And that was like right when COVID kind of happened. Yeah, like spring-ish. Ooh. Because I met you at my house that summer when we had a spirit day. Yes, spirit day. So you were probably listening to me for like a couple months. Yes. Wow. And what I would do was you you would come out with a podcast. I think it was like Monday. Yeah, Tuesday. Mo- Tuesday. And then Wednesdays, my husband would come home and yes. I would go for a walk. And, and that you was our to thing. Me. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. That was my most exciting thing. And then I would take, <laughs> literally, that was the most exciting thing in my life. I was like, you're home. Bye. Like, put wow. my headphones on, go for my walk, listen to you. And I would be, like come home and he'd be like, you're such a good mood after your walk. Really? Yes. I'm like an orgasm. Yes. For your ears. You really were. That's why I have this deep voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it just, and then I started thinking like, okay, I think there's something to all this stuff Katie's saying. So then I, w- you would recommend a book. I would read the book. Oh my gosh. And you would say, listen to this. I would listen to that. Like now anything. You, let me ask you a question. Were you into Reiki yet? No, I had been getting Reiki. But from I, someone. Yes, from someone. So someone was doing energy healing on you. Yes. And when did you start doing energy healing yourself? Um, was it after your mom passed? Or? So after my mom passed, I still wasn't into... I, I actually went to energy healers. Okay. The biggest shift for energy healing for me, my mind, where I started to really realize mm. like, oh, this is something like we haven't tapped into yes. yet. I had Abigail. So that I was 31 at that time. Mm-hmm. And I felt like crap. Crap, crap, crap. I probably yep. had postpartum depression. Like, I don't know. They're, everything felt off. Yep. And I would go to the doctors. They gaslight you. Yeah. And they're just You're like, fine. You're beautiful. You You're beautiful. skinny. You're gorgeous. Oh yep. And I would just beg anybody to find something wrong. So yes. finally I had a friend who's like- Because it's like, at least if something's wrong, you're like, yes, okay, now I know I why I feel sense. like a bag of smashed assholes. Exactly. Instead of thinking <laughs> you're just freaking crazy. crazy. So someone recommended these energy healers. I went- they did this muscle testing, which was like, hold your arm out. And if I push your arm, it falls. Like, And I'm sitting there like, how is this happening? Yes. And so they found all these foods I couldn't eat that were mm-hmm. inflammatory. They gave me all these supplements. Yep. 
And then I started feeling amazing. And then I was, that was when I was like, Oh, this is real. Yeah, this is real. And yep. something needs, like this can be tapped into more for yes. everybody. Yes. Um, then I started getting Reiki. That helped me sleep so much. It helps my anxiety. Oh my God, same. And then I'm like, I could do this. I want to offer this to people. Right. Because that's the thing too is, because you know I do Reiki certifications yes. and multidimensional healing certifications yes. and stuff because I'm a Reiki master teacher. Yes. That's like my certification. But I do it like totally different than because oh, I bring yes. all the stuff in. I love I'm it. like, that's just like, that's how I liked to be healed. Yes. Like when I used to go to my shaman or if I would go to like my Reiki master, they would use crystals on me and bowls and gongs and like crazy music and like yeah. almost like therapy in a way, but it was like from a spiritual perspective. And that's when I truly became who I am now. Yes. And it wasn't until then because I was. I was, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but there was like a time in my life where I was in this really abusive relationship. It was like in the early 2000s and everyone thought like my life was like so perfect, yes. but I was being like abused on the reg, you know? And I was friends with my boyfriend at the time's best friend's wife was a born again Christian. Mm. And she's like, fuck that Catholic shit. Like come to me with this like born again Christian shit. Like you're going to love it. And I would go and I would just like cry and cry and cry. And I thought that that was like so healthy for me yeah. to like get it out and like yes. move my energy and all this stuff. And then I love music. So I, I loved the singing and they would sit. And then I, sometimes I would sing at church and it just felt so good. Yeah. But I'll never forget the day. One day, two things happened to me. Number one, I'm saying this first because I'll forget. Number one is I realized you don't have to keep going through your trauma to heal it which you said to me yes. the other day. And I was like, yes, Jen. Oh my God, yes. yes. You don't have to keep going through your trauma to heal it where therapy and going to church for me was like reliving my trauma over and mm -hmm. over again, mm -hmm. right? And then the other thing that happened to me at this church was the pastor at this church said, and if, you ha if, if you've ever had an abortion, like you are going to hell. So you need to come up here and you need to drop on your knees and you need to like pretty much mm. like, you know, yeah. speak for your sins. And I just was like, no God that I believe in mm -mm. would ever judge me like this. And I was like, peace out. And I never went back. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, so lost. Like, I was like, I have nothing. I have no spiritual connection. I have no yes. divine connection. I didn't realize like, I just could talk to God whenever the fuck I wanted to. Right. Because the way I was raised like you is yeah. like, you have to go to church to speak to God. Mm -hmm. And it, and your prayers aren't as good at home as they are in church. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And you, because of what you're doing now, through because of all, you know, everything you've gone through, mm -hmm. you reminded me of that last week when we were having a conversation. Like, you don't have to keep li reliving your trauma. Yes. And I think that so many of the women that come to me for healing and listen to the Ambitious Podcast, do Ambitious Academy, do anything with us, they have had to come to this realization so late in their life. Mm -hmm. Where I have clients that are like in their late 60s and 70s yes. that are like, oh my God, I wish I was doing what you girls were doing in my 30s and 40s because I wouldn't still be doing this. Right, right. I mean, listen, healing happens in layers and you're going to heal forever. Absolutely. But like I have clients that are in their 60s and 70s that they're more fucked up than my 20-year-old girls. Yeah. Because they've waited true. so long. Yeah. And so here's the thing is your body... In, is always speaking to you, right? Mm -hmm. It's always wanting you to bring attention to it. So yes. when I think of the body now, I think of it as like a baby. So a baby can only talk to you when it cries. Yes. That will give you a warning like, oh, this baby needs something. Yeah. Oh, I have chills right now. Preach this, <laughs> yeah, sister. Girl. So now it's like when your body is in any physical discomfort, yes. you need to look at why. 
And it is a calling to you to bring attention to something that's going on in your life mm -hmm. because all of this can be tracked back to an emotional connection or something traumatic yes. um, that has happened. And yes. if you ignore it until you're 70, yes, great, you can go back and start you know, healing, but you need to start listening to your body now. And yes. again, medication for when you need it, but to just cover it up with medication over and over again doesn't get to the root cause of anything. I also don't believe that God created us to have to be on all this medication no. and have all of these operations no. and all these treatments. Nope. I think that you know, if we get back to basics, number one, and this is everything I talk about in bitches. I know yes. you know this. Like number one, like you have to have a spiritual connection with the divine. Yes. You have to open yourself up to that energy. Yep. You have to have healthy relationships. You have to physically take care of your temple. You yes. can't treat your temple like a trash can. It is like it, your soul is omnipotent, mm -hmm. but your body has a life. It has a lifespan. Absolutely. Right. And you should be wealthy. And you shouldn't be afraid to be a rich bitch. Yes. And your home should be an extension of yourself. And like we were talking today when you came in the house, yes. you're like, I just love having a beautiful home. Not because it's like, I need this, but because it's like a place for me to create yes. and make memories yes. and like have beautiful energy and create this sanctuary, right? Yep. Yep. And as you've, we've talked about before, anytime that you're holding any kind of blocks in your body, like I call call them some scars, which it's just a fancy, you know, Sanskrit word for like a stamp on your soul. Yes. So if you have like a trauma when you're a child and it gets stuck in these certain parts of your body, yep. whether it's a chakra or it could be anywhere. Anywhere. Right. Then sometimes what will happen is your body doesn't know how to process it energetically. Right. So it creates illness and disease and sickness. Absolutely. And it's so crazy because I think we've talked about this before, but I was working with one of my healers and we were talking about COVID. And she was saying to me, she's like, you know, it's so funny that COVID is attacking our lungs. Yes. And Jen, what do lungs hold? Grief. Right. So what are we collectively on this yes. planet and going through? It's grief. Everyone. Yes. Like my online business manager, Kim, and I were having a conversation today. I was driving home from acupuncture. Okay. And I told you earlier today that I found out that I have fibroids. Yes. And that's why my periods are fucked up and my fertility is fucked up and like all this shit. And I was on the phone with Kim, who is obviously my business manager, but she's like my sister. Yes. So I like got on the phone with her and I was just like, Kim, what the fuck? Like everything is so fucked up. And I'm like so confused. And like, what's the point of any of this? And like, why do I work so hard? And like, I don't have any outlet for fun. Like I was just going on a tirade. Yeah. And she goes, Katie, think of what you've gone through in the last year. And there's things that people don't even know oh, that I'm I've sure. gone through yeah. that's like personal to me and my Absolutely. husband, my family or whatever. And she's like, look at all the things you've gone through. Like you hurt your foot. You've had all these fertility issues. Like you had COVID. Like you've had to juggle all of your businesses. Like it's, I mean, and I'm not even getting into the real nitty gritty shit. Right. And she goes, and you've never taken time to ever be like, yo, that was like some fucking hard shit that I just went through. Yes. Like you've never grieved any of these losses. You've never like let yourself feel any of these emotions. And I'm like, oh my God, you're fucking right. Because I'm like you, I'm like, no, you don't fucking do this. You just put your head down and you work and you make money and you help people and you just yes. suck it up because like my life is beautiful and I have like a great marriage and I have amazing friendships and I get to spend time with people like you and have like amazing conversation. But that doesn't mean that I don't feel fucking pain and that I don't have sadness and it's, I don't have blocks. Yes, it's so true. And I get that all the time. So if I ever, you know, come in contact with a client or someone who I'm talking to about what I do, 
a lot of times I get a reaction like, oh, well, you don't really know what it's like, though. <laughs> yes. you know, I'm like, so I have so much weight to lose. You have no idea what that's like. Oh, or really? You, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I was like 200 pounds. Yeah. I so do know. Suck a dick. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, just because I got to this point now, that took years. Because people see what you look like now. Yes. And they're like, must be easy for you. Oh, yeah. It's like, honey, you don't easy. know what I've struggled with. Yes. And that's what kills me is in with anybody Never assume you know anything about them. Yeah. Because all you see is the tip of the iceberg. You yeah, have no be idea. kind to people. Be because kind. you don't know what people are going through. You have no idea. Someone could just be doing their best that day. Ooh. Maybe the man at Starbucks who made your Child. coffee, right? Some days I'm doing my best. Right. Someday I'm like one fucking nutter butter away from a goddamn <laughs> nervous breakdown. And like people yes. see me and they're like, but you're Katie motherfucking Boyd. And I'm like, I still have sadness. I get depressed. Yes. I get ang- anxiety. Yes. I have fear. Absolutely. And I have a lot of fucking trauma. Yes. That I haven't still resolved. This is the thing I want people to understand too, is your trauma is not worse or weirder than anyone else's. So when I work with people and we're bringing up, you know, anything, they're like, oh my God, that's so bad. Right. And I'm like, what I'm, what you're gone through, someone else has gone through is very similar, just in a different way. They felt this trauma in a different way. We're Mm -hmm. all here. We have our own little lives, our own perception of life, but we all have trauma. Mm-hmm. All of us. You know what's funny about me not like talking about well, how you say like these people are like oh my god this is bad. Yeah. I'm the opposite. Like I won't tell you shit. Yes. Because I'm like I have it so good now. Right? Like mm-hmm. I feel guilty. I don't do you ever get like this too? Like you don't want to complain about your life because you're like I have three beautiful children and my husband's a babe and like I have a great job and I live yeah. in a beautiful home and blah, blah, yeah. blah. but it's like Everyone's problems are their fucking problems. Yeah. That's why, oh, can I get on a tangent for a second? Yeah, do it, That's girl. why I don't like the fucking privileged word. Yes. Ooh, preach, it makes preach. me fucking cringe. Like when people are like, well, that's your privilege. It's like, bitch, you don't know what the fuck I've been through. Right? You don't know shit about my childhood. You don't know shit about my adulthood. You don't know anything about any of my relationships. And furthermore, you don't know what the fuck I went through in past lives that I'm dragging into this life exactly. with me. So exactly. stop with the privilege shit. Do you feel that or am I just being a total? No, am I, I just mean, being privileged? No, it's true. Whenever someone's like, how come their life is so amazing? And I always say, well, you don't know. And again, maybe they went through a lot of shit in their oh, past yeah. lives to make it to where they're at now. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm guaranteeing that they did. And like, I bet you've had clients, which I've had thousands, tens of thousands in my career, where you see like their Instagram life and you're just like, oh my God, look at their perfect little, their children are all in Burberry yes. and they're driving their Maserati and their husband's like so hot and they live in this home. And then they come in for a healing session <laughs> they're and they're falling apart. And you're like, damn, bitch, like yes. what? Because everyone is putting out their fake fucking lives and no one really knows what's truly going on behind closed doors. And that's when people like you and I come in because we're like, yo. Yeah. This is, it's, everyone has their shit. Everybody. I don't care if you're like living in Buckingham Palace, you're the fucking queen of Sheba, it doesn't matter. Like you've had your shit. Absolutely. And sometimes their shit is worse because they have to deal with things that like normal people don't even have to think about. It's true. And sometimes when you want to be somebody else, okay, like let's say they look at you and they're like, I want to be Katie, but do you really want to be Katie? No, 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 you don't. Like, do you really want to do all the things Katie does? Nope. I talk about this all the time. I'm like, everyone wants to be, I like me and Kim have a joke. It's like, everybody wants to be Katie. Until it's time to do the shit that Katie does. Exactly. Like they don't know that I'm working 15 hours a day and I have clients having like breakdowns and like I'm trying to 
juggle all these businesses and work on my own shit. Absolutely. Because like I know, and we've talked about this before, like you only have this one lifetime to work on your shit. Yeah, one lifetime. Do you feel like also, like people always say to you like, oh yeah, like I would love to work with you, but like it's not, I'm not ready yet because like I have like other things going on. Yes. Like what is more important than healing yourself? And I wish I could just shake them and be like, (laughs) Yes. If you just worked on yourself, all the other stuff would fall into place. Totally. Totally. Yep. And, but they are also, they have to learn their own lessons. And and that's funny because speaking in that same vein, like what do you think was like the catalyst when you were like, okay, I'm going to Spirit Day. Yes. And then I'm going to work with Katie okay. in this way. Spirit Day was amazing, by the way. Thank you. Um, and anyone who ever can come I to a Spirit please. Day or any event for Katie, you will be forever changed after you leave and you will meet amazing girls. True. We had so much fun. Oh, it was a so blast. So much fun. It was a blast. Um, yeah. Actually, my cousin. She was like, Katie's doing spirit day. Let's, she's the one that told she's you. She's the one who, who really got me to go. Uh, because again, it was a little outside my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. And before I really got into the business I'm in now, my husband will tell you all the time, I was a little bit of a clamp. Like I didn't like to meet new people. Okay. And mostly it was because of all the trauma that I had gone yeah, through in high school. Of course. I don't like to get attached to people because of all the stuff I had yes. been through. So now that I've healed all that for myself, mm-hmm. I am very like, I'll Open. talk to anybody totally. and it's amazing to feel that freedom mm-hmm. right now. So then I was kind of like, mm, I don't know, but she talked me into it, which thanks Christine. Um, so we came together, the two Portuguese cousins yes. like walking up the stairs. I just remember meeting you and being like, Oh my God, I cannot believe I am here with my girl. Um, so spirit day, we learned so much in that inner child healing. Yes. That was huge. And yes. I think especially, and uh, like for me, when everything I've been through as a child and loving that child. So mm. that catalyst um, catalyzed me into um, learning more about like inner child healing, yes. healing the past trauma of yes. your inner child. Um, so that was huge. And then I decided to work with you. Honestly, I just knew it. I, I had this gut feeling um, and to mentorship with anybody or coach with anybody. It is, it's pricey, but it was so worth it. And my mentality was, I'm not going to let money scare me out of working with someone to have right. this great opportunity. Right. Um, because how do I not know that me working with Katie is going to then, who knows, next year, maybe that'll mean nothing to me. It's so funny that you say that because, you know, we have Ambitious Academy. Yes. And we did a buddy week. And yes. fi- I was telling you before, 50 girls signed up. Yep. And then I've been reaching out to them. Like, it's not an automated email. It's me literally emailing yes. you. And like so many girls have said to me, like, I just can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you can't not afford it. Right. Because if you're coming to me and you're doing this work and then you're like, oh my God, just just the one call that I went to, let's because I do over 20 hours of yes. live coaching a month, but the one call that I went to that week, like it changed me. It changed my life. Yes. Right. And I'm like, okay, so what's the point? Right. But it's fear. Yeah. It's it's and a lot of it is wounding. Wounding. A lot of it is these blocks, what you, you know, what you work on. And they're like, they heard when they were a little kid, like, you gotta save every penny. Yep. You know, like money doesn't grow on trees. Absolutely. Like, and that's I was raised the same exact yep. way. But it's funny because the it's weird. The more money that you spend on things that are like gonna help you grow, the more money comes in. Oh, absolutely. And I know that we were talking about that today. Yes. Because Jen, just so you guys know, we didn't talk about this yet. We were too busy like getting kicked <laughs> off the fucking laptop by the same yes. end. Um, but Jen has been a hairstylist for how, how many years? 17. <gasps> 17 years. So you've been a hairstylist for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And 
Oh my God, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, I mean, I right out of high school went to school to do hair and right into the salon and just started right away. Wow. So, yeah. So that's been your life. That has been my life. And when did you start? Because Jenna's hair styling now, like what, once One, a week? Once a week. Yep. Um, just to kind of like keep my hands in but it. But you left for a while I when did. you started doing all this work. Yes, because on it was too much for me at the same time. I, I had and to COVID, really... And it's yeah, a lot. It was, it's a lot right now yeah. to try to juggle more than Definitely. one thing. Your kids um, are home from school oh my gosh. because of COVID. It was you insane. Were, and then being a hairstylist, they have so many restrictions. It was so weird it was, when we first started like going back. Like Remember... I remember like getting my hair colored and my head like black dial over my oh. face because of the freaking mask and shit. I'm like, give me a, a, like enough is enough. I would go home after a long, cause I would be there 10 hours yeah. and just cry in my car because e- of the mask. I just couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I wanted to, t- I'm a talker. And everyone's crazy. Everyone's crazy. So they'd sit in your seat and they would be like, it jiggity. Was, ugh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Was, hug you. Do I hug you? Do I touch you? Yep. Yeah, it's fucked. All of the above, and the energy was just weird. I'm like, what is this? So this summer, when I first met you for Spirit Day, you were still hairstyling. Yes, I was. And then we started doing mentorship together. Yes. Why did you actually? I know why, but I want the listeners to know why did you actually hire me to be your coach? Um, like, on, what about me? Yeah. And what like about what okay? I do? Because I love your approach. Thank you. And I need somebody to push me because I will not push myself. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of women out there, we don't think we want someone to push us, but (laughs) we need that. Oh yeah. And I know you literally, every time we meet with you, you know, everything that we've talked about last time, you know exactly where I need to go. So you take that part out of it for me. And I would get lost if I didn't have you to guide me to the next thing. Yes. Um, and also, you're an amazing businesswoman. Thank you. Look what you've created. Right. And I want an amazing business. So why wouldn't I ask you to help me out? Well, I always say, like, stand on the shoulders of giants. Like, mm-hmm. even my coaches growing up, like, were like, oh, if I can just, like, get in their brains and them tell me, like, give me the cliff notes. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not going to do the same thing as you. Right. But give me the cliff notes because, you know, why reinvent the wheel? Exactly. And so many people go like, oh, I don't want to spend the money on coaching. I'm just going to, like, figure it out myself. And I'm like... You'll spend okay. more money. You're going to spend way more money yes. and fucking precious time. Yep. And it's like, what if you missed? Not Listen, if it, if it's right for you, it will happen. Absolutely. But like, there's so many amazing opportunities that you could have had. Yes. If you only just like, I'm not trying to say listen to me, but like hire <laughs> someone. Hire somebody that, who who like vibrates well with you, absolutely. you know, vibes with you. A hundred and ten percent. So that was in the summertime. When did we start doing mentorship together? So it was like July, I think. So in May... Right after the spirit week, I actually got my master Reiki. That's right. And that's when I was like, I really would love to make a business out of energy healing because it's helped me so much that I want to be able to offer that. Absolutely. And that's what why I got into it too. So I was like, if this helped me and I'm a fucked up bitch, I want to help someone anybody. Exactly. Right. And that's when I really reached out to you and we worked together and I'll never forget the day. Do you remember the Hawk story? Oh, I do. Oh my God. Tell the Hawk story. The though. Hawk story was insane. Cause we're weirdos and everything is a sign. Yeah. Everything. But this was insane. So I was waiting for you to call me yes. and I was going to, I felt like it was a proposal or something. I was be like, <laughs> I do. I like, was going to give you your rose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I was going to get a rose or something. <laughs> and I was like vacuuming my living room and I have all these windows I and at, I shut the vacuum off because you were like just about to call and I look out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, what in the actual hell is in the window? It was scared me. It startled me. And it was just a hawk 
like in, I don't even know, it was like hanging on with its claws mm-hmm. to like that little outside screen. Yep. And I, which is by the way, unheard of because hawks are right. Not, they don't do that shit. And they my, don't like come up no, to your yeah, shit. Staring at me. And I was like, am was like, I hey, seeing Jen. Yep. I'm calling the kids. I'm like, anybody, is anybody here? So, because <laughs> you're like, I need someone else I to need see this. To validate this or I'm insane. So the middle <laughs> one comes down. She was like, there's a hawk in the window. I'm like, you see that? She's like, yes. So then I was just like, I don't know what this is going to be for me, but this is exactly a sign that I'm doing the right thing. Yes. And I still, even on the way here, there was this big hawk. Oh, yeah. Just on, t- I forget where I was. I was driving through Boston mm-hmm. and I'm just like, hey, hawk. Yeah. Like, hawk medicine is like one of my, one of the medicines that yeah. I use is hawk medicine. And my husband and I always will see hawks and we'll call each other like, oh my God, babe, I was just thinking about this thing and. I saw the biggest hawk over my car or whatever. Do you know what hawk medicine, what it means? I looked it up like that day, but I honestly don't remember. There's like a bunch of different things, but the medicine, I felt like that was like the message for you that day was like, when you see a hawk, it's, it's telling you it's time to step into your leadership Yes, because we're all leaders. And so many of us, including myself, we're afraid to lead. Because we don't want to be, you know, said that we're crazy or we're conspiracy theorists or we're like bitchy or, you know, all that shit. Yes. We're too controlling. We're mean. But it's like, no, like being a leader takes courage, Mm -hmm. takes bravery, and you have to leap. And that's what the hawk is telling you. It's like jump off the branch and just soar. And it was jumping. And I jumped and I felt like for the first couple of months, because it was all new to me and starting my own business, I felt like I was the hawk, like, Falling, yeah. falling, falling, falling. Yeah. And then honestly, there was just a point where I my wings flew open mm-hmm. and I was just like, woo. But you know why that happened for you? And, the, and I'm just speaking as your coach. Like the reason why that happened to you is because everything I say to you, like you are the best student. Oh, Like you are literally like numero uno. Like, oh, thanks, Like Katie. teacher's pet. <laughs> because you really, I mean, I have a lot of amazing. Yes, they I know. All They're are, all awesome. They all do their shit. Yep. And if they don't do their shit, I get rid of them. Because it's not serving me. Right. Because as a coach, I have to feel like every time that I like it's funny because every time I see you, like, I'm like, Jen, you gotta start doing reels on Instagram. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, I don't know about this. And then you like did them and I'm like, they're so fucking good. And now you actually like doing them. Now it's fun. I do. It's just getting out of your comfort zone. But yes. that's what I mean is you push me to do things that I would be like, yeah, I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yes, you can. And you will. Uh-huh. And then I do. And, and then I force you. And then I say yes. say to you like, and on our next call, yes. you better have done this many reels. Yep. You better have gone live. You better have done this. And the people who do the best, they listen to me. And it's like, I wish that people would understand. Like, I'm not saying this shit to you to like fuck with you. Right. I'm saying it to you because like, I know what it takes to be a seven figure earner. Like right. back in the day, a six figure earner, now a seven figure earner. Like it takes like a lot of hard work and it takes dedication and you have to show up and you have to give value and you have to fucking serve. Yes. And so many people that I've coached in the past, like they want the money now, but they don't want to do the work. Yeah. And it's like, do you know how much free shit I have fucking done in my life? Mm-hmm. I still do free shit for people. Yes. You like, you offer so time. much for sure. I give too much sometimes <laughs> that it, I think it like freaks people out because they're like, how do I do all of this stuff? Yeah. But I just say to people like, whatever resonates with you now, take it in and then leave the rest. And it's always going to be there waiting for you when you're ready. Absolutely. But the people who who I coach that do the best are the ones that listen and they understand that even when I'm like mean, not mean, but like I'm tough. You can be tough. I can be tough, but it's coming from a place of love because literally when I take you on as a client in that way, it's like, you're like my little baby. Like I'm going to like teach you all the things that you need to learn so that you can like 
go and spread your wings like the hawk yes. and be liberated and free. Yep. And you have been working with me like what, six months now? Only six months. Okay. So tell everybody from the time that like you came to me in Spirit Day, yeah. you had just become a Reiki master. Yep. Go. Okay. <laughs> it's like so many things. You were, you were doing hair. I was doing hair. Then I took a break from that because I really wanted to just focus on building. Yep. Honestly, I needed to do everything. I yes. had no website. Like, and that too was very frustrating, but I figured it out. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, you pretty much can YouTube anything. Google it, figure bitch. it out. Yeah. Google it. Um, there's videos for all of it. Yep. So I got my website up and every time I was able to check something off my list, I could not wait to share it I with know. you. And I was like, oh my God, check out the website. I awesome. finished it. I'm so proud. Um, and then I, at the same time, was also doing my own healing mm-hmm. and with my emotion code practitioner. So I was then introduced to that. And when I started healing my emotional trauma, I started to free myself from some of the weird mind stuff around money and blocks. I was like, wow, I also want to offer this. So then I got my certification. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I did that in like a month. Remember you came to me for a healing session? Yes. And I remember telling you at the healing session, like, okay, Jen, I love you. And I know that you're an amazing hairstylist, yep. but this is not for you anymore. Yes. And you were like, what do you mean? Yeah. And I was like, girl, I'm like, you are going to be a healer. And you were just like, oh, really? Yes. And, I, and then they're like, look what look you're at, doing Yes, now. and it because was I'm a, true. Because I'm like, I have sick intuition. Yes. And I don't t- like blow smoke up anyone's ass. Everyone that knows me knows that I do not. So when I say something to you, it's like, I mean it because like, I'm I'm a fucking oracle bitch and you need to listen to me. And yes, you did. And I most did. people don't. They're well, like, oh, that's cute. Right. I'm like, fine, keep leading your fucking mediocre life then. And here's the thing. It's like, I wanted to be healing people anyways. So what was the worst that was going to happen right. if I actually went after that? Thank you. Because you could easily have kept doing hair yep. and have like maybe cut down one day a week and just said, okay, I'm going to do hair, hair three days a week instead of four. And I'm going to take that fourth day and I'm just going to do healing sessions on that day. Yeah. Why do people think it has to like be like all or nothing? Right. And you can slowly transition because I know a lot of the women that I work with too, like who are married, mm-hmm. their husbands like want to fucking kill me. Girl, <laughs> let's talk. Yeah. Because like I, I don't want to say I give their wives permission, but I think I'm like their hype girl. Yes. And I'm like, you can do this. You can do this. And then their husbands are like, wait a minute. Like I have a job and you have a job and we know how much money is coming into this house. How the fuck are you going to not do this job anymore? And I literally will say to them, tell your husband to slow the fuck down because I know for a fact that if you listen to me, you're going to make more fucking money and have more time to spend with him and more time to give him like random hand jobs in the middle of the day (laughs) and have more time to spend with your children. And that's what, see, that's my dream for every woman that I work with. And I think that should be every woman's dream for every woman in the world would be a better place is like, my dream is for every woman I work with to be financially free yes, and have time freedom and to be able to make any decision in the world. Like if you want to go and fly fucking first class to wherever the fuck you want, I don't even want you to think about, oh fuck, well like the kids braces and like school and like, no, yeah. because there's so much money in the world. Like there's so much fucking money. And I know. I know that we're all like in a very much like in because of COVID, we're in like a lack spiral. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much fucking money to be made. And 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 all you have to do is become a vibrational match for that money. Yes. And how can you be a vibrational match for the money when like you're crying in the parking lot after you do hair all day because you're fucking drained? No, it was it's again, that person, that was only 
like a year ago, that person crying. Oh. And I'm not even that anymore. So it's like, you have to be So unafraid. say that again. That was not even a year ago. Yeah. And that's not me. So everybody that's listening, that's like, oh, this is going to take years. No. No. If you start right now yeah. and you do the things that it takes to be that person yeah. and you make sacrifices yep. and you say fuck fear and you do it anyways, yes. you can be like Jen. And, and I, it doesn't have to be with me. I don't give a fuck who you coach right. with. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. And that's not even the point of this conversation. No. It's like, just find someone yes. that you look up to and say like, hey, can I fucking take you to coffee and like pay you? Yes. Don't say to pick their brain because that's no, fucking yeah. rude. <laughs> People always do that to me. They're like, can I just like get on a call with you and pick they're your like, brain? I'm no. like, oh my God, like pick my pussy while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're good at that, exactly. like sign up sign up no you have yeah. to freaking there has to as you know yes there has to be an energetic exchange absolutely right? absolutely so i got my certification for that yep. and that opened up a whole nother world so now between reiki which i have certain days i do reiki yep. and now i have my emotion code which is if no one's ever heard of it yeah, before i want you to tell people what the emotion yeah a lot of people do not know oh my god is. and this is an amazing energy healing modality so this is um developed by dr bradley nelson there is a book called the emotion code um, if I highly recommend you read it because you can also learn how to help your own family by reading this book. And he teaches you all about, you know, the modality and how to muscle test. Um, some people are great at muscle testing, mm -hmm. some are not, and some just don't really want to do it and right. rather have a practitioner. Yes. Right. Um, so basically what we do is we find any, any imbalances for you, any focuses like, um, okay, let's say you can't sleep yes. or you have all this anxiety yes. and you want to attract something. We go in and I connect to your subconscious mind and we release any trapped emotions from your whole life. Do you have to get into like a meditative no, state? Just, no. S swear to God. Swear to God. What? And it's 30 minutes and we release about 10 emotions. What? And by the time you're done, like those 10 are gone forever. Wow. And they can be from your life. They can be inherited. So you can heal Ooh. ancestral trauma. I love it. From when you were a child and also womb emotion. That was a big one for me. So Tell me about womb emotion. Womb emotion. Okay. And for all your children out there. So when you are in your mother's womb yes. and your mother is feeling some sort of way, mm. the baby will trap it <gasps> if it's strong enough. Ooh. So Think me, of how many women. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I know. And their children and, and women in general who have like me, myself. I mean, I'm 36 years old. I had so much womb trauma. So I'll tell you my quick story about womb trauma because I think it's really important for people to understand. Dude, you gotta go, we got to do a whole podcast on I know, womb trauma. just on womb trauma. What? Or but, you got to come back for another podcast. Yeah, definitely. I will come just, back for 500 podcasts. We could have our own television show, honestly, at this point. I, I think we should. <laughs> I think we totally should. I, I love, love this vibe. But yeah. Two Portuguese bitches. Yeah. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> yeah, right? Two so Portuguese. what is your story with womb, womb trauma? Because this is like so, this to me, it yes. like blows my mind. This is an amazing story. So for a very long time, um, I had these weird thoughts that would always come up and trigger me that I was a burden for anybody, my, my father, my Whoa. husband. So they would say anything to me and internally I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm such a burden on them. Like I better be careful and not waste too much money or this or that, or, wow. um, I don't know. I don't want to do the wrong thing. So all these weird thoughts would come up around that. And I never really knew why. So when I was working with my practitioner, I was telling her these things and what was coming up all the time was womb trauma, like womb trauma, hatred, womb trauma, betrayal, womb trauma, all these heavy mm. emotions. And I'm sitting there like, girl, is this normal? Right. And she's like, honestly, um, we see this mostly with like people who have been raped or moms that don't 
want their children. Oh my God. But my mother was not like that. Yeah. So, and so she's not here. Where is that coming from? Right. Where is this coming from? So, so it's not like you can call your mom and be like, hey girl. No. So I asked my father. Right. Love you, dad. Um, poor man. I was like, listen, what the heck was going on when mom was pregnant? Yeah. Like, I feel like all these negative emotions. Wow. And he said, oh, your mom had leukemia, right? Before you a couple years back. And the doctors told her, that they didn't know if she should have children or if something would be wrong with you because of all the medication. Oh my God. So she beat herself up every single day. Is she doing the right thing? Is she not doing the right thing? And I trapped all of that and internalized it as a baby in the womb. Holy fuck. Literally, I'm shaking. That is some fucking shit. Yeah. <gasps> yep. And so I released... I, every oh God, time. I bet I have so much womb trauma. So much womb trauma. Everybody does. Because my mom had like so many miscarriages before me. So and like, much. Yeah. Damn, kid. And now I'm like, first of all, I have a whole nother respect for my mother. Yes. And I didn't, that's a whole that's nother part. That's how much part. she loves you. Like, yeah. And that's a whole like part so, of my life. Wow. I, I had to integrate that actually. It took a little bit. Tell me some stories. And then obviously you don't, we don't have to say anyone's name, yeah. but can you like bring up some things that you've done with emotion code with people who have like, it's changed their lives. Like anything significant that yeah, sticks out. So um, there's something we call the heart wall. So mm. these are the biggest emotions we trap around okay. the heart. Um, and I actually like measure them for people energetically. I love this. And sometimes it's like a 12 foot. And this is like the angstrom. Yes. Yeah. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go back to my podcast about eating high vibrational foods. Yes. I don't know the number. Maybe I can put it in the show notes, but that's anything can be measured. Anything can be measured yes. vibrationally and energetically. Yes. Um. So I have released heart walls for some clients and amazing things happen. So somebody who maybe was never able to get in a relationship or find the perfect person goes out and it's like their best friend that they just never, you know, all of a sudden they fall in love. Oh my God. Um, you know, people who can't release any weight, all of a sudden it just comes off and they have no issues with that. Because why though? What is the weight? Why is the person holding the weight on them? Yeah, it's because of the trauma. Yes. All this trauma. And this is actually what, like if you go back to like ambitious, like day one, mm -hmm. this is why I started it because you know, I, yes. I was a, I'm a nutritionist and yes. I have a degree and all this stuff. And I, this is all I did with people. And I would always tell them, bro, you're not losing weight because you have trauma. And they would look at me like I was smoking crack. They were like, bitch, no, we have to work out harder, do more lunges, less food. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with that, dude. It's the trauma from your father raping you or yep. your mother dying or like this abusive relationship. Absolutely. And that's why if you know anything about ambitious, which you do, you know that like I give people meal plans and I do all that shit. I, fa I do fasting, but none of it is circled without energy. Exactly. Everything is energy. Everything. So you have to do the trauma work. You have, you have to. to do the inner child healing. Yep. You have to let go of your past. Yes. And do deep, deep, deep healing because the weight just fucking falls off you. It falls off. And so for me now, this is the smallest I've been in my whole life. Yeah, you look great. I've had, But you're beautiful before. Oh, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. I've had three children and I work out maybe 30 minutes, four days a week. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't think much about what I eat. I mean, I eat healthy, yeah, but I don't, do. I don't beat myself up right. over You're it. You're not like, oh, I ate a French fry. No, I don't count macros because that also is like- That's it's, trauma. It's trauma. Girl. We just traumatize ourselves you. with everything. Oh, everything is trauma. Everything is trauma mm -hmm. in this life. And mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, we need to look at that. But I think the most validating thing is when I can bring up a trauma for somebody and they're like, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. You're right. Yes, you're oh, right. Because sometimes, so and it does, it feels so good for them. Yep. And then we release it and it's gone. And then so after one session, I'll get emails like, and I work with kids too, and even pets. So they'll yeah. be like, 
oh my God, my child, is this for real? They're so much happier now. Or, you know, I have so much more energy. I'm playing with my kids and I'm having fun. Yes. Like, this is great. Yes. And it's promising to know, like, you're not stuck. There's help. Yes. There is help for you. Yes. And we can do it quick, you know? And so I'm so proud of this healing modality. And it's fairly new. I, I honestly, I had never heard yeah, of it until new. you told me about it. Yeah, and it's amazing. And that's the thing that it's like blows my mind that you went through all this stuff in your life. And you have done so much deep healing work and you've done so much deep healing work in such a small amount of time. Mm -hmm. So for these people out there that think like, oh my God, this isn't even worth starting because this is going to take me so long. Mm -hmm. Like, what is your advice for people that think like this? Yeah. So I think the old ways of healing take a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they're just not up to speed with what we can actually do energetically. Because this is quantum. This is quantum. Yeah. We are talking quantum healing. some big words today. Yeah. So this is quantum. Because you know I'm a freak about quantum physics and shit. Girl. Do you know that my first book I ever bought in my life, what it was? What was it? It was Deepak Chopra's um, (gasps) Ageless Body, Timeless Mind. I was 13 years old when I read this book and everyone was like, you're the fucking biggest weirdo ever. I'm I'm obsessed with quantum. Mm-hmm. Literally, I only watch the Gaia channel now. Oh, same. And there's like anything quantum. Yep. That is my alley. I'm here for it. Because when you can wrap your mind around quantum, mm-hmm. then you're like anything is possible. Anything is possible. And so healing, I can heal anybody. I can heal someone in China right yeah. now if we were on but, a call. And that's the thing too is people don't realize that they think yeah. they have to be in person. Nope. Like you can be on Zoom. You yeah. can be on a phone. I actually be- don't have anyone come in person, um, honestly, that's because it's... It's better for both of us. Yeah. Um, and our energies, like, you know what I mean? They don't yeah. mingle. And I just um, use my own testing. And mm-hmm. that way, their subconscious or their mind doesn't That's intertwine. Awesome. Yeah. My God. Yeah. That you're fucking dope. Yeah, I love you. Thank you. I love, I love you, too. you. All right. Now I want to talk about like some fun shit. Okay. Not that none of that was fun. No, I love fun shit. Um, what makes you feel ambitious? Oh my gosh. I finally feel ambitious. Like, like so you just feel it all the time. I, I feel it now. Like I think it took a little bit, but I'm believing in myself. I believe in myself. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me feel ambitious. I'm like, I can do this. And before that, I just felt like I needed everyone's help all the time. Like yeah. I needed someone else to do something so that I can be who I needed to mm-hmm. be. And now I'm like, no, I just need myself. Yeah. And that to me, if you can just need yourself and nothing else is so ambitious. Dude, it's very liberating. Right? It's very... Because then the people that come into your life, it's just like, this is just extra added icing exactly. on the cake. Exactly. It's like... And two, it's nothing... I don't need anything to complete me. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy as I am. Yes. And yes. if you can get to that point, you then can. you're free. But you have to leave the matrix. You have to leave the matrix. And <laughs> you, you, you can in dabble matrix. in the matrix. Oh, yeah. We love to do the matrix. Lo- yeah. I love the matrix. I love matrix Like, shit. I love, like, you know, nice cars and, yeah. like, nice clothes yeah. and shit like that. But, like, if you took it all away from me. Right. I'm cool. It would not. I would not. Yeah. I would still be Katie motherfucking Boyd. Exactly. You, you'd you be in your closet <laughs> with the microphone. <laughs> oh, God. Serious. Honest to God. Like, Jen was upset today because we weren't in the closet. I, I was know. like, girl, you did not miss anything, honey. I had visions of us, like, in between your clothes, just, like, with our microphone. This is the first um, podcast that I've done from the I podcast. I love the room. I love good. that light. It's I can't good. wait for everyone to see it. I know. I can't wait for everyone to see my light. We, I have a, a huge neon light that I had custom made that says ambitious. So y'all, y'all will be able to see that very soon promise. What makes you feel not ambitious? Does anything, like, trigger you, like, brings you back to, like, that place? Um, yes. So when I don't feel ambitious, when I question myself, 
Mm-hmm. If I you still do, right? I do, yeah. I do. And in those moments, um, I almost laugh at myself because I'm like, why? Why are you doing Shut this again? Up. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. Like why? And so I call it Katie 1.0. Yeah. I'm like, she is so fucking annoying. Like it's <laughs> not even funny. Like stop this. Yeah. When old Jen comes in, she's like, wait, are you sure? She's a broke Should ass Should you really hoe. be doing that? I feel like a broke ass hoe. Yeah. And when I'm like, shut up you. I actually say that to myself. Yeah, like when Katie, old Katie comes in my head, I go, shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah. And Matt's like, are you talking to old Katie again? Because like I'm in the kitchen, he's in like the living room. And I'm like, mind your business. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And she is really annoying me today. But I love that you said that because so many people out there second guess themselves and they just feel like, it's almost like the people that go like, and, and because you do a lot of nutrition stuff with people too, is like people go, well, I fell off the wagon. So like I just started eating yeah. like shit and I'm just not stopping. Yeah. And I'm like, so what? You had a fucking couple French fries. Like, what the fuck? Right. And that's my thing. It's like, how come just because you went backward, like one step backwards means you have to like fall in a hole? <laughs> like, what? But you know what though? And I know you haven't listened to the podcast, Ancestral Wounding Podcast, but like think about it with what you do and with like all the ancestral wounds, like so much of the shit we do isn't even us doing it. Oh my gosh. You, right? Uh, it's insane. So when I'm releasing like just inherited trauma, yes, this is thing, fear, horror, terror, in panic, like Ugh. no wonder people panic over ridiculous things. Right. It's because their family panicked. And I test to see how many generations back this oh goes. Oh my God. And exactly what side it comes from. So it's cool. You might have like literally panic that came five generations back on your mom's side. Yes. And you think back, like, yeah, they probably did panic wherever they came from. Absolutely. You know? But I don't need to panic. I have everything I need. Right. Because quantumly, it's quantumly, it's in your epigenetics, and this yes. is what people don't understand because they think it's all in it. they think it's all woo woo. Yeah, it's not, but it's not because you can actually. And I was talking about this book last week on my podcast. Um, it didn't start with you by Mark Wolin. Okay, yes, and he talks all about like the actual science behind it, and mm-hmm. he can actually pinpoint the the strand of the double helix of DNA where it's broken, yeah. and it shows like low dopamine or low serotonin. Yeah. It's insane, insane. But insane. people again. I'm a nerd. I know you yes. like you're a nerdy oh, I'm so, too. I'm such a nerd. But a lot of people they don't want to take the see, this is what I don't understand. People won't take the time to learn about their healing, but then they'll search for like three hours for a fucking Chanel bag. Oh my gosh. It's like I just want to fist these people in the asshole. Right? It pisses me okay, off which so goes bad. Back to remember the um the reel with the drinking coffee. And it's like <laughs> yes. but it's true. It's like because I've been through the crap, I want to fix myself. So Absolutely. I have learned every ridiculous thing. Like inside and out yep. to fix it. And and the best part, I think, between what you do and what I'm coming to realize is we just want to share the stuff that worked. Yes. So that we can save the people yes. from wasting their time on things that don't work. But we ha- but the people have to come to us. They have like, to come you know, to us. I'm like a big person, but yep. like, because I, I think this is also in my ancestral wounding is like, I feel like I have to be the savior. Yeah. Like I have to be the one that's like, Look, get on the lifeboats. Get on the yes. lifeboats. It's like some some of y'all are meant to go down with the Titanic. It, yeah. And it's not my life contract. Yep. And that's a hard pill to swallow. It Jen, do you know is. how many people come for me when I say that this is your life contract? Like people will be like, why would I ever want to be raped or have cancer or my mother die or my husband get in a car accident and die or lose a child? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm not God. All I'm telling you is you chose this yeah. because it's going. it was going to and is still going to evolve your soul in this lifetime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We signed up for this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you can like swallow that pill, yeah. that 
my friend, is when you become ambitious because you take fucking radical responsibility for everything and you leave that victim mentality. Oh, yeah. As soon as I was able to get out of that victim mode, and I, I think I told you it was um, Conversations with God, the, the oh, audio book. It's yes. so good. And it breaks Neil down. Neil Donald Walsh, y'all. He's got three books. Yeah, and that was right before I ran into your podcast. Yep. And I needed, and it's weird, I needed to hear that first before I was able to receive your messages mm -hmm. because it opened my mind up enough yes. to understand what you were saying. Um, but that really broke down this whole, you signed up for everything. You knew before you came here. And so when I, that's when I was like, break down, crying. Why would I choose to come here to have my mom die? And that was so traumatic, everything I saw and experienced. And then now looking retrospect, I wouldn't be who I am if that didn't happen to her. Oh. And now I'm helping other people. Yes. So maybe my mom dying was so that I could become who I am to help other people. Totally. You know? Like Steve Jobs, I think, said like, you can't connect the dots by going forward. You can only connect them by going back. Yes. And I think now of like everything I ever went through in my life. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, I had to like be with that shitty boyfriend that beat the fuck out of me yep. so that I could meet this other person, so I could meet this person, so I could be... I think of it like it just blows my mind. It can actually like sometimes, don't you ever like get so overwhelmed? You're like, oh my God. I do. Like kind of creeped out. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, holy shit. Like this yeah. is all divine. This, this is, is like all, really, this is magic. This is magic. And mm -hmm. I think when you can um, live your life from a place that this is just magic, like you're a magician. Yes. Of your own life. Right. Then you're like, Let's have fun. That's right. Because what does it say in the Bible? Your thoughts, your words, and your deeds yes, create your reality. Absolutely. Right? So whatever you think, yes. whatever you say, and whatever you do is going to be your life. So if you think shitty thoughts and you say shitty things, yeah. like I am fill in the blank with something horrible, that's exactly. all quantum. It's all quantum. And <sighs> and your your subconscious mind is always trying to just produce whatever you're thinking about. Yes. And it doesn't know good or bad. Nope. It doesn't know like, oh, this is good stuff for Katie or this is bad. It just nope. knows Katie's really thinking a lot about this. So let's make it happen. She yes. must really want it. Mm -hmm. So again, no positive or negative. It's very neutral. It just yes. wants to give you what you constantly think about. And the universe doesn't have a sense of humor. No. So the universe is not like Eddie Murphy Ross no. from 1986. <laughs> like, and I tell people this all the time because... And this is a very Portuguese thing. Like they like to self-loathe. Yes. So the way I grew up is like, mm, like people around me would like say like something bad about themselves, but they would say, "Oh, it's a joke." Right. But I'm like, but the fucking universe isn't isn't like, oh, that was a knee slapper. Right. The universe just gives you more of that shit that you're saying, oh my making gosh. a joke. So I won't even say, "Oh, I'm dying. I'm dying inside." No. Or you know, when you, like something's funny, you're like, "Oh yes. my god, dying." Yes. I never say that anymore because I do it all the time. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. Right. I will. I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. Nope. And like, you know, you like text someone like when something's funny and yeah. you like do like the little skull emoji, like yes. you're dead. No, How, don't do that. Right. We're probably like every time we do it, we're like universe is like she wants to die. Take another box. Yeah. Take another day. Take another day. Yeah. Right. So freaking true. It's so true. This was the best conversation. You. If you could leave all the ambitious out there, like just a little drop of like Jen Bradford wisdom, maybe like a whole culmination of just like everything that's helped you. Like yeah. what would it be? Um, I just want everyone out there to know that no matter where you're at right now, in a couple of months, you can be a better version of yourself and to not be afraid of change um, and to really just go forth with whatever dreams you have. And mostly because we're here for, we have no idea how long, right? It, we could pass away tomorrow. And I, coming from someone who literally thought she was going to die like every day, but was so afraid to live her life because she thought she was going to die that, you know, I wouldn't even leave my house. Right. 
So I want you guys to understand there's so much potential out there. Um, you just have to do the work. You just have to be willing. So just be willing, be open, mm-hmm. and you would be amazed what you can accomplish. Yeah, that was good, girl. Thank you. I love what you were talking to me before and you were saying like the thing that inspires you is like that quote about hell. Oh my gosh. So like I hell know. is dying and then meeting the person you could have been if only you tried. Yeah, when you posted that, <laughs> I still... <laughs> So when you had your podcast, it was like a couple ago where you were like, oh, these are my like poems or that's what drives me. I'm like, oh my God, what if I did die? And then all of this was really just like for fun. Yep. And then we're like, oh shit, I could have done it. It's a fucking game. It's a game, right? And like, Why don't people understand it's a goddamn game? Right. It's not, we take ourselves so seriously every second of every day, but what if it's really like, we are like, let's go to earth. It's going to be so much fun. And well, that's what we think, you know. Yeah, I know. Like our souls are like, <laughs> You know, because when we're in that other dimension, like we're not Jen and Katie. Yeah. Like we're like, wee wah, wee wah. Like we I don't even know our anything. names. No. And then God's like, hey, you want to go down? Like all this shit's going to happen to you. And you're like, I'm a strong motherfucker. Yeah, like, I can yes. handle it. And then all of a sudden you like come out of the vag and yeah. you like forget everything that everything. you've known. Everything. And I think that part of being alive is remembering what you already know. Right. Quicker. Quicker. So every time you come back, you can... <gasps> It's quantum. It's quantum. Right. And once you start to really dive into that, you do remember things way faster or you oh. start healing a lot faster Ooh. because you're open to it. Yep. A hundred percent. Dude, what if like, <laughs> I'm so, I feel like I've been smoking pot all day because I'm going to like get like Joe Rogan for a second. But like, what if like we die and like our soul goes to this other dimension, right? Yeah. And you're just like chilling there. And then like God comes and, and he like shows you your life and you're just like, what a fucking asshole. Right. Like, what if you watch your life like a movie and you're like, Oh my God, like I could have done this. I fucking missed this opportunity. Like that's what keeps me going. Oh my gosh. So you saying this reminds me, I don't know if you said this or where I heard this, but you know, imagine if God's like, look it, I sent someone right there to help you. I sent, and then there's, (laughs) yes, there's this story of the person who's on the boat, remember? And he's like, somebody help me. And then there's like, God help me. Someone comes along and they're like, oh no, I asked God. I'm all set. I'm waiting for like, God. Yeah, three people come and then he dies and God's like, dude, dude I sent you three people. I sent you a boat. I yeah. sent you a helicopter. I sent yeah. you all this shit and you just kept saying no. And so imagine if you look back and all these missed opportunities, like, yes. oh hi, I put that in your mailbox. Yes. I put this here. Mm-hmm. That person knocked on your door. And think about how protected we owe. Oh, so now we could go on a whole oh, tangent God. on this, but think of how protected we are because I always like people say they come to my house or like um, an event late yeah. and they go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm never late. Like Katie, please don't be mad at me. And I look at them and I go, girl, you arrived just when God wanted you to. Yes. Because how do you know, like it says in the Bible, God goes ahead and makes your crooked places straight, yes. right? So how do you know like when you're in traffic that you're not missing, getting into a fucking car accident? So true. Like, or you or you miss hitting a child that's running across the street after their ball. Right. Like you don't know. You we don't. have to, we have to trust more. And I don't mean trust in, you know, because people say trust in the universe, trust in God. God isn't the kingdom of heaven is within us. Exactly. Why are we looking all out here for all this shit? Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I think that I'm giving is, myself a pep talk right now, I, by yeah. the way. I'm like, literally, I'm like, oh my God, Katie, where is this coming from? Yes. yes you're, you're channeling. I, <laughs> God's talking through you, Katie. Because it's you. Like oh. you have such good energy that oh, like I, you. you're like a beacon. So I, I like feed off that I energy. I love it. But it's so true. And I think once everyone can come to terms with like, oh shit, I actually am in charge of this and nothing else. So, and again, like you said, people get afraid of the responsibility. Yes. Um, 
but you can create an amazing life you if can. you want to, you know, take that responsibility. I get afraid of the responsibility sometimes. Yeah. Like I, sometimes I say like I'm going to do things and I look at my schedule and I go, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. But then I have to stop myself and say, like, how lucky are you yes. that all these people yes. like trust in you and love you and like want that help? Absolutely. Like just suck it up, bitch. Absolutely. You know, and then there's time to like work and there's time to play. Mm-hmm. And, and because of the Rona, mm-hmm. we haven't had a lot of playtime. No. So I think that all of us are like coming out of this like malaise where we're just like, you know what? I don't need fucking permission from no. anyone or anything to have fun and live my best life. It's so like true. I don't give a fuck. Like I said in my podcast the other day, I was like, I don't give a fuck what the president's doing. I don't even care who's in the oh White my House. God. I could care less what Literally. my neighbor's doing, what anybody's doing, because I'm like, that is their problem. If we all stayed in our own lane, yes, and just put our heads down and did our soul contract work, wouldn't yeah. the world just be a fucking better place? It would. And also, you were saying this to me today, like realize like there are dark motherfucking forces in the world. Oh, absolutely. And without the dark, how do we know what the light is? Absolutely. So let the dark motherfuckers go to work. Let the dark motherfucker that turned my podcast off yeah. today. <laughs> we both like were pissing ourselves laughing. Yeah, I could not even. We weren't even upset. No, it was just weird. We were just like, mm, Satan, hi. Yeah, hey, Satan. Okay, I know that you don't want us to like like wake all these people up yep. and like give people hope. Yep. I get it. But know that there is darkness out there. So just like, don't even give it any energy. Yeah, and know that there needs to be darkness. Absolutely. So just be cool with it. Mm-hmm. Roll with it. Like there needs to be pain. There needs to be joy. Do you feel like all of this shit that we're, we've been going through for the last two years has been like the breakdown of like the matrix to really like open people up and awaken them? Um, yeah. I think that people were just zombies walking around and just very monotonous. Like, all right, I got to go to work and I got to go here and I got to go there. And then it was like, Oh, I actually can't even work like that anymore. So now what I, they almost had to think again for Oof, themselves. God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> and so in a way, and think about that. I think so many people left their corporate jobs, right? Well, they call it the great resignation. Yeah, because they were like, You realize you're like, I don't have to fucking do this every day. I don't have to I don't have to go two hours in traffic every day. I don't have to sit in a cubicle. I can literally do better work at home. Yes. Because I'm not stressed out at work thinking, okay, I have all this laundry, I have to pick up my kids. How am I gonna make dinner? What the fuck? Yeah. And when people get so upset, like of course I have compassion for anyone who Absolutely. passed away from everything. And, but what if you were able to look at it as like, wow, look at all the awesome things that have come of this. Like mm-hmm. in look at me now and where I'm at and where I was before. I don't want to go back to that. Never. I'm cool with where I'm at now. I Very. learned a lot. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Oh my God. Where can people find you? Cause um, I want everyone to follow you. Okay. I want them to reach out to you about the motion code. Like where can you be found? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram and um, my handle is um, at hire.love.reiki. I do a lot more on there. I do have my website, uh, net, And I do have my Facebook, which is also higher love Reiki. And most of the time I'm on Instagram. So if you really want to follow me and kind of get familiarized with the emotion code, uh, you can go on there. You can book actually a clarity call. So I do that for my clients and it's like a complimentary. They Mm -hmm. can do it right through the link in my bio. And then we can chat if you guys have any questions. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait for you to do an emotion code on me. Girl. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. My loins are 
boiling. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm like, Jen, I have fibroids. She's like, oh, I have to do an emotion code on you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm scared. Don't be scared. Oh my God. You guys, thank you so much for just hanging in. This has been like, I think this is like the longest podcast we've ever done. Oh my gosh, feels like it was two minutes. But no, I just looked at the time and I was like, damn. Oh my gosh. But I don't care because it was okay. so fucking, <laughs> it was amazing. This has been like the best conversation. So thank you guys for being part of this ambitious movement. And don't forget to tell everybody about this so we can get more and more and more women to wake the fuck up and stop being slaves to the matrix. Yes. That's the world I'm feeling today. Oh, absolutely. Love you guys. 